Will you accept this rose? Give Abigail a one-on-one. I don't know what else I can say at this point. If Abigail does not get a one-on-one next episode, I swear to God, I'm going to shut down shop. I am tired of seeing her not get a one-on-one. How is everybody doing? It is a Monday, February 8th, 6th episode of The Bachelor just finished airing, and Joey is here as well. Joey, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I am back in the tundra. You are back in the tundra. Now, now, now tell us a little bit. You were in, what were you doing there? You were hanging out in Phoenix, right? Yeah, I was in Scottsdale, definitely not partying, just, you know, hanging out. And uh, just chilling. Good. Just chilling with the homies. Good. Just kind of a low-key thing, you know, keeping your social distancing and all, all of that stuff. Uh, just hanging out with the homies, you know, yeah. no partying, just all that S- stuff. Super, super low-key, unlike Tyler and Matt. Right, right. Who Tyler was on this episode. And it's kind of funny, just kind of right off the bat, I was thinking about this. <clears throat> Tyler, he just showed up. And he, they were playing pool. And meanwhile, Never Been Kissed Heather is quarantining for supposedly two weeks which probably wasn't actually but and they just let tyler right on did he have to quarantine do you think well they didn't show him quarantine i imagine they had to be pretty sure that he would didn't have covid i would have to imagine uh, because if he did have covid hypothetically he would have ruined the whole season right he would have given everybody covid they would have had to stop it so i got to imagine maybe they didn't show it i don't know i don't know it's tyler c i feel like he can just kind of do whatever he wants at this point but you know what I, I was happy to see Tyler, though. You know, I don't know Tyler. I was happy to see him, too, though. He seems like a good guy. We're definitely going to talk about him. We're going to talk about all of that stuff, all of the um, all of the uh, episode six stuff. I want to start, start out, though, Joey, just for a little bit here. I want to do a little bit of goat appreciation. I think we need to do a, just a little bit of goat appreciation. Now, normally we don't dive into sports on this podcast, but Tom Brady, the 199th pick of the 1999 or maybe it was 2000, I don't remember now, NFL draft, a six-round pick, just finished winning his seventh Super Bowl at the age of 43, this time with a brand-new team. There is not much I can say and that you can say that has not already been said about TB12, the GOAT. I just want to get your thoughts on his legacy because every time he does – basically, this is a GOAT appreciation Monday, all right? And he, this is how it works. When TB12 wins the Super Bowl on Sunday – the next Monday is a goat appreciation Monday. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We have to have, we have to, we have to simply at least appreciate the the legacy that we are seeing in front of us. It truly is incredible to me, personally. He has surpassed Jordan's goat status. Um, I believe um, baseball doesn't really have a goat like like um, like like there there are some guys that are kind of in up there, but baseball doesn't have a goat. Hockey does have a goat, Wayne Gretzky. He is the undisputed goat, and now Brady, I would say, is at that same level. He is an undisputed goat of his sport, no questions asked. Basketball has Jordan. I personally believe Jordan is the goat. 
there's an argument, and I believe it, not a bad argument. I'm a Jordan guy, but there's an argument to be made for LeBron James as well. Joey, just tell me a little bit about what, what you think of just Tom Brady's legacy and just how unbelievable um, what, we're, what we're seeing is uh, um, from, from, again, somebody that nobody really expected to be a even a starting quarterback in that league, to become the greatest player of all time. It's just amazing to watch, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Brady, this is all I'll say, I think he was the GOAT. Yep. Absolutely, he was I before this. I yeah. think he's pretty washed now, though, to be honest. Like, I don't think in that Super Bowl, yeah, he threw a couple passes, but I, I don't know. I think that – I think his, like, camaraderie and leadership almost gets him further at this point than his actual play. Sure. I think it's a bigger deal. I think leadership, especially at the quarterback position, I think your ability to lead, your ability to be a leader, somebody that people trust, people like, is – I don't want to say more important than your skills. It's not, but it is just about as important. And there is no better leader than TB12. There is no better, um, again, le leader and, and, and somebody to drive your team. Here are some GOAT stats. I have a couple GOAT stats, two GOAT stats. He has more Super Bowl wins than all 32 NFL franchises now. It was the Patriots that were the top at six. He, he leaves the Patriots for one year, goes to Tampa Bay randomly, brings Gronk with him, which shout out to Gronk, who won a Super Bowl, which I love Gronk. Does anybody not love Gronk? He is he's like he's like the ultimate lovable guy because, you know, he's got his kind of public persona with his partying and that kind of thing. But he's also he has a reputation for being an extremely hard worker, kind of one of those next level. You know, like all NFL players, all pro athletes are hard workers. But then you have those guys that take it a step farther, the Kobe's, the Mamba mentality, that kind of thing. And TB12 and Gronk as well is somebody who has that, that that has that next level drive, that that next level kind of um, just again, it's kind of comes back to like that Mamba mentality. That's how I think of it. And the way TB12 operates, I don't think he's done winning Super Bowls. I don't know if he's done playing football. I don't know what he's I don't know what he's got on his horizon, but I don't know if he's done winning Super Bowls. No, he said in his post game, he's like, We'll be back. Yeah, that's very he, cool. He called it out right then and there. Very and I, cool. I mean I, I think at this point it would be hard to dispute that he, that he's wrong. Like that, he, that, that, I yeah. think he, he said he's gonna be back. And I believe him. I let, believe him. Let me let me put it this way and then we're gonna move on. He has made it to eleven. He's uh, TB twelve has played in twenty seasons. He has made the Super Bowl in eleven of those twenty seasons, which I find to be the most re remarkable stat about his career. Um, it's something that's not discussed a lot on ESPN or other sports outlets because for some reason. When you get to a Super Bowl but don't win it, people seem to just discount that altogether. And I don't buy into that. Same thing with LeBron. I think LeBron made it to eight straight NBA titles, which I know he didn't win all of those, but that's insane. Nobody really talks about that. Um, so over the last two decades, think about that. The last two decades, the ma grand majority of our lives, if you had to pick TB12, if TB12 was your quarterback over the last two decades, you were more than likely going to the Super Bowl if you yeah. were to pick a random year. Over Can you even think about time. that? Now think about the AFC Championships game games that he's lost, that he brought his team all the way to the AFC Championship game. I mean, he just doesn't lose in first rounds very much. He's just an unbelievable winner in, in postseason. And like I said, there's something to be said about that. Whether it's his skill and his talent at the quarterback position, his leadership ability, I don't know what it is, but I think it's amazing. I, I was rooting for the Chiefs. I am a Chiefs fan. They're my number two team. I love Mahomes. Um, I think the sky is the limit for, for, for Mahomes as well. But when you think about a guy who is the 199th pick, a six-round pick, I think it was 199th pick. I'm right about that because I'm sure people are looking it up and they're going to find out if I'm wrong. But I, I think that's right. Um, point being, he was not anybody, anybody expected to be a starting quarterback in this league and now we are talking about 
um, not is he the greatest of all time. It's he is the greatest of all time, and to what extent, I mean, how far is this GOAT thing going to go? He's just an unbelievable talent um, and just an unbelievable guy. What did you think of the weekend's uh, Super Bowl uh, halftime show? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was underwhelmed. Okay. Uh, let me know. Bit. Now, let me know why. I, I'm, I'm curious about that. I liked it. I liked the weekend, but I, I want to know why you're underwhelmed. I just, I don't know. It felt underwhelming. I felt like he, I mean, everyone probably lip syncs, but. He did. He was. It he really, it really seemed like he was lip syncing yep. hard. And I've gotten more of a kick out of the memes of him in that little like mirror, mirror maze thing. I yep. don't know. The internet just, he broke the internet with that. The, I mean, the, the mirror maze did break the internet. I kind of had a feeling it was, it was going to. Did you? The mirror maze Yeah, thing? when you watched it, you were like, this is going to break the internet. Well, when I saw it, I was like, this is weird. People are going to be talking about this. Because <laughs> it was weird. And I like it. I mean, I like weird stuff. And yeah. I think he was doing that to Can't Feel My Face, the song Can't Feel My Face, which, which makes total sense. Because it's like he's trying to create an illusion of drugs. With 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 this going into a mirror and putting the, the camera right in his face and going, well, you know. He's trying to create this, the way I interpret it at least, and knowing what I know about The weekend, he's... Um, drugs are a big part of his music especially can't feel my face it's like he's trying to create that illusion you know i thought it was cool i liked it i thought it was a great performance he was lip syncing he had to have been if he wasn't lip syncing he might be the most unbelievable singer in the world because he did not miss one note he's dancing he's running and, and i mean he's an unbelievable singer an unbelievable talent you were underwhelmed i find that interesting i thought it was very good i don't i guess i don't know what the expectations are anymore with these halftime shows like what are pe- people have these enormous expectations and i don't know what they're expecting you know the weekend showed up he sang his hits he, he put on a show he he did a great job but apparently he spent seven million of his own dollars on it and he didn't get paid for it really yep he spent his own money and i looked that up beforehand before i talked about it in the podcast to make sure that was true and he did he invested seven million of his own money which i know the weekend's a rich guy but that's not chump change for anybody i don't well some people it is but for the weekend i don't think that's chump change i know it's got a huge net worth but that doesn't mean you have a cool seven mil to drop on a halftime show and he did not get paid but they don't get paid to do I, it. i've heard about that which they don't which, get which paid. is which i mean I, I i assume that's not why they're doing it right they're not doing it to get paid even if they were uh they're doing it for the um, insane amount of publicity that comes from it, but good for the weekend. I, I I'm, I'm very happy to see him even just get the nod and get the performance. I like his music. Can you guess my favorite halftime show in recent times? I so re- recent times. I am going to guess, and I'm going to guess wrong because I can't even think of that many right now. My guess is Justin Timberlake. No. Okay. No. Who was it? Um, this might be an unpopular opinion. I'm actually going to say Bruno Mars. Oh, sure. I don't I, think that's an unpopular I opinion. I thought he killed it. I actually think he's underrated. I feel yeah. like he's gotten a lot of undeserved hate. I just feel like a lot of people... Did people just, hate him after that performance? They, I thought it was well, amazing. I don't know about after that performance. It's just in general for some... You know, like some people like Nickelback being the king hate. Like, yet for right or wrong. Like, it's another can of worms. But sure. I feel like Bruno Mars, maybe... It, I just feel like he was starting to get hate for no reason. And I just think he's incredible. And I just thought he was so incredible on the Super Bowl halftime. I think, did he even do like a Prince tribute in He that? did, and he was playing a little guitar and on the just, Prince tribute too, and it looked sounded like he was doing a real good job on the guitar. He was just incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know if I get that with the Bruno Mars thing. I guess I don't know, I guess I don't see him getting hate. Here's what I'll say about Bruno Mars. I think he's very well respected. I think I think people who are you know fans of top 40 music and, and that kind of thing love him because the songs are very catchy. I also can say from, from a musician's standpoint and going to the, you know places where I'm talking to musicians who are usually their favorite bands are like Led Zeppelin and the Beatles 
Vito. You know, they're not necessarily yeah. Bruno. They have respect for Bruno Mars. They respect him as a performer. They respect him as a musician. They respect him as a singer. I think everybody has respect for his for his talent. And he did put on an amazing performance. Can you guess my favorite half, uh, Super Bowl halftime uh, per- performance of all time? I'm going to have to go with Prince. You are correct. Yeah, Prince, I mean, Prince, that's, that's amazing. Prince that's, was yeah. un- undoubtedly the greatest um, halftime performance of all time, and it's not even close. Okay. <laughs> Um, and that's a fact. Uh, and that's a fact. I would say I would say Prince is probably my number two. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. No, it was uh, Pr- yeah. Prince's per- Prince's performance was pretty unbelievable. The rain and everything just seemed uh, just seemed so perfect. Um, and he's just such an uh, he's just such an unbelievable talent. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, um, I, I, before we hop into um, the season, there's a lot to talk about. Just a a, a couple th- a quick things, uh, Joey. I did a little more research on this, and I want to bring this up before we talk because I, th- I feel like it's an important thing for us to discuss before we go any farther um, with this show. And that has to do with the rules regarding Bachelor contestants and what they are not allowed to do while they're in the house. You talked about this very briefly. I, and when you said it, I was like, that's interesting, but I, I thought to actually look it up some more. Here's what I found. This is what they are not allowed to do when they are there. And then I'm gonna ask you a question after. They are not allowed to watch any TV. They are not allowed to use their phones. They are not allowed to listen to music. They are not allowed to watch the news. They are not allowed to read anything either. They're not allowed to do any of that. Now, I understand some of that. I understand, um, why did I understand some of that? For some reason, I understand the no music. I'm sure you can't have music on while they're filming. There's probably copyrights if the audio doesn't, you know, prevent people from being able to hear. But for some reason, that made sense to me. The no phones thing made sense to me. I don't know why. I can't think of it. It makes no sense to me now, but it did. Um, Joey, what do you think life is like in that house when the cameras are off? I feel like that's an important question to ask because what's going on while the cameras are off are going to impact their behavior. We're not going to know it's impacting their behavior, but it is. What do you think life is like in that house? Um, I, I was kind of shocked. My biggest issue that I have with all of this is that they get no access to the news. They get no access to the news. They, I mean, they, they put them, this is the wrong, I, I know this is a bad example, wrong word to use here, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like they're putting them in a prison, kind of. Again, not the right word to use, because of course that's not a prison, it's a great place to be. But in terms of the, the level of disconnection they're putting onto those people, that's extremely intense. Um, and I don't like it. What do you think life is like in that house? I think that's an important question to ask. Yeah, I mean, in essence, it's almost like, they're being a bit, I don't know if brainwashed is the right word to use, but it, it, it's I have word no problem that's, using that's, that word. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. the word that's coming to mind. Yeah. It just seems like, um, basically, I think the idea is they don't want them to be thinking about anything other than Matt and, um, you know, just kind of like the, the house in general, too. So, like, it's not just Matt, and they've alluded to it a couple times this episode. So, they want them to be only thinking about Matt. And then also only be thinking about the house, which stirs up drama, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's just those two things. Some like and even in like reading, like reading a book, like that's used pretty harmless. Like, you know, there's no connection to the out- outside world. <laughs> Again, going back to your prison comment. Right. But, but it seems like I th- I'm sorry, keep going. I was I'm just going to say, I, I think that it would maybe steer them away um, again from being so laser focused on Matt. And it's interesting, too, because you can like. Sometimes it's like when they're like, oh, I'm falling in love with you or whatever. And or like when when people get kicked off the show, you notice it a lot, too. They'll be like so invested. Yeah. And they'll be so upset. And it's like you probably talk to Matt for probably 10 minutes. Like you're not that invested. But but again, going back to the rules, maybe they are. How often do you think they're talking to Matt and it's not on camera? 
Does that happen uh, quite a bit, or do you think not too much? It's interesting. It's got to happen more because they, yeah, like you said, I yeah. mean, ten minutes is not an exaggeration for some of these girls. That yeah. their total time spent. So there has to be a decent amount of time spent with Matt that's not on camera. I have to imagine. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think that. It's really interesting. It depends on where you are in the season. Obviously, at the beginning, there's so many girls, and at the end, there's so many. And I think they probably have at least they probably have cameras on most of the girls at most times. So obviously, they don't, they don't use a lot of the stuff. Um, but even this episode, I even commented on it. I was like, during the group day, Bree and Rachel, like two of the front runners, didn't even get any airtime at all on that group day. But the thing is, right. do they do they need it? Probably not. No, they don't need it for the for the audience to get to know them better. Uh, I think we already kind of know them enough, and they, they kind of let some of those other contestants um, take over as well uh, instead in the group date. Um, how often do you see this happen, Joey? The contestant, not the bachelor, but the contestant will say to the bachelor or bachelorette, sorry, you're not the right fit for me. I'm going to leave. How often do you see that happen? Not very often. How many, ti- how many times ballpark me? Is it one? Is it five? Is it ten? Is it is it how many times have you seen it happen it's roughly? A handful. Not not often because because I'm, uh, I'm trying to say what is a handful? Yeah. Two or three? Like, like I would say like in all the seasons I've watched, I would probably say I've seen it maybe five times like that's on you've seen it happen five times or or so and you've and you have seen we 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 figured out you haven't seen every season but you've seen about half of them you said you started at sean lowe's season i think that's about half of them and you've seen all the bachelorette seasons too haven't you and bachelor in paradise well bachelor in paradise is a whole different format right so that doesn't really count um yeah i imagine they're trying to avoid that with with this um brainwash is the right word abc is brainwashing these contestants in my opinion with all of these rules now i i I remembered why no phones kind of makes sense to me because I'm sure they don't want contestants if they're trying to film they don't want contestants on their phone you know playing you know games or you know they don't want that so I, I kind of do understand that for for in terms of a filming standpoint but the no news thing is the one that is the most brainwashy to me we're not going to tell you what's going on in the outside world throw your phone away throw away your TV throw away the news throw away everything and remember Sarah do you remember Sarah her dad had ALS Boy, I can't, I couldn't make more sense why she wanted to leave and go back to her dad, right? She was completely disconnected. Now, I imagine the Bachelor producers would um, would have at least given her the opportunity to, to reach out to her family in a time like that, but I, I really don't know. And that's what I think they're doing here, Joey. I think they really are trying to, and of course, I'm speculating. I would love, 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 love to interview a Bachelor contestant and learn more about their experience in the house when the cameras are off. Because the fact that you've only seen that happen five times, I think Matt's a great guy. I really do. Like I said, I don't believe that he's he possesses every quality to meet every single woman. I don't. I don't believe he's the right guy for a lot of these women. I a lot of these women. Um, I don't think that they know it because how could how how could they? I believe that they are trying to win a prize because they have been given a contest. And I think they're being brainwashed to win this contest. I don't know how much of it is actually Matt or the contest they're trying to win. Do you kind of? know where i'm going with this yeah I mean, do you remember the number one rule why are the reason these women are on the show on the count let's say let's say at the same time at the count of three one two three instagram, instagram followers. followers there it is okay got yep it. yes and it's interesting you bring up the fact of people going home on their own accord the most famous by far bachelor history this is i'm gonna hit you with some bachelor Good. i need knowledge. the education yeah was a guy it's actually funny i believe his name is peter <laughs> It was on Rachel Lindsay's season, and the guy, he made it, like, really far. I think it was, like, top three, and he literally, like, realized he didn't want to be with her. 
like that deep into it. And he got, and she was probably going to pick him. Hmm. And he realized that. Good for him. And he, he took himself out of it, but it was, he really got a lot of flack for it. Like, like a lot of flack. Like he was, people were upset with him. People were upset with him. Why? Because they were like, you've been on it for the wrong reasons. Like, cause he, are you serious? Well, because, because he got to know this girl better and determined that he, she wasn't the right fit for him. He was on it for the right. It sounds like he was on it for the right. If he was on it for the wrong reasons, he would have continued to stay. Wouldn't he? If he was on it for the wrong reasons and not for love, he would have continued to stay. Um, even though she wasn't the right fit for him. The fact that he got to know this girl and was able to come to the conclusion himself that, Hey, I like her. And I'm doing what I can to get Instagram followers. You're right. Because he did. By leaving the show, he made a sacrifice to himself. I'm going to not get as far as I could on the show. I'm going, he, And he, he had to say that to himself. I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of fame. Because Rachel, the Bachelorette, I'm not the right fit for her. She might be into me, but her marrying me is not the way. She doesn't want that. She doesn't know it, but she doesn't want that. I have a lot of respect to her, for whoever that is. The fact that he got backlash for that bothers me. Yeah. I don't remember the exact specifics of it i think what i think what happened from what i remember why he got backlash is just because i think people were saying like he would have known sooner i I think because he was on it just for like so long so i think he could have been taking up other people's airtime and potentially getting to know her better but the thing is going back to the point of they don't really spend that much time with each other in general um but yeah it was interesting that guy um he i don't think he ever saw the bachelor stage again after that hmm. good so for him. yeah good for so, him. It, so I, he gets my stamp of approval yeah. for for doing that um because clearly you wouldn't leave the show unless you knew i bet it was very difficult for him to do that i bet he knew doing that and he was going to get a lot of backlash from bachelor nation i want to say to whoever that is if you're listening to this good for you um because that could not have been easy to do um i and and he managed to avoid all the brainwash that abc does that's the last thing abc wants to see i bet is contestants leave on their own will so good for you for sticking up to abc sticking up for the man and doing your thing you get my stamp of approval i think you're great okay (laughs) um (laughs) Last thing real quick. Um, Sean Lowe is the man. I'm learning that. I, I'm following all these people on social media. Sean Lowe and his wife, Catherine, I don't know her last name, um, are two of my role models. They are the only couple that have been married. They have a bunch of kids together. I'm looking at their uh, Instagram, and anybody can be anybody on Instagram, right? You can make it whatever life you want to seem, seem like you have on Instagram. Um, but Sean just seems like he's loving being a, a husband. He's funny. I bet he was a great bachelor. He's very funny. He's an entertainer. Nick Vile, you mentioned him. I'm liking this guy, too. I'm following some of these people on social media, and I'm kind of getting to know them a little bit. I haven't seen any other season through their social media. Sean Lowe is my favorite dude in the Bachelor universe. Um, he just seems like a goofy guy, a funny guy. See, he's got his three kids. I love the fact that he's the only Bachelor married to his winner. I think that's great. I love, they're both just uh, awesome. Um, who were some of your goats again? You said you said Vile was your goat, right? You really like him, right? Yeah, Nick Vile is. Who's your goat Bachelor at? You've talked about Vile. Let's talk about someone else. Who's your goat bachelorette? I'm going to look them up. I'm going to see what's up with them. Uh, my goat bachelorette, this one's tough. <clears throat> Honestly, one of my favorites, I saw this, and I know it's recent memory, probably is Tasha actually. And that was just this the, last season, past right? Season. Right. So I know it's kind like of a, a few cop- months ago. It yeah. Ended, right? Feels like a cop out answer because obviously. No, I, I know you recent. said you really liked him. Really but liked I thought her, yeah. she was, again, the perfect amount of like, she she had a backbone and she would she would send guys home she didn't like them or you know and then but she still was still really really nice like she had kind of like the the perfect like 
mean girl yeah i think you i think you've talked about that before how how she was very very nice but she was she would also kind of uh put up um she wouldn't put up with bs you know when when bs came she was ready to deal with it you know joey that kind of reminds me of somebody that i really like on this show can you think of who i'm thinking of somebody i really like who's a current contestant uh who's a contestant that's really really nice but when she sees something wrong, she takes care of it. She does her own thing. She's not afraid to stand up to people when they're acting when they're when they're acting dumb. Do you know what I'm talking about? You uh, might you might you might Is that Katie? It is Katie. Yeah. You know, it sounds like that's somebody Joey, if I had someone like that and I was the bachelor, boy, I would sure not let them go. I would sure not let them go on a one on one. I don't know what you think. Um, but if I had a if I had a date with somebody like Katie, who I follow Katie on Instagram, my goodness, first of all, she is so hot. I she is the best look. I, I said it was Rachel. I changed my mind. It's Katie. Katie is just drop dead gorgeous. She is, she is so gorgeous. Now, aside from being really pretty, she's very very funny too. You just showed me a, a TikTok of her, and she's pretty much doing stand up comedy. She's she's doing these stand up comedy bits that I are pretty much right. She's just standing there doing a minute trying to make you laugh, and she's very very genuinely funny. She's so confident. She's standing up to all the garbage girls. What a t- I, I, I I have things kind of written out chronologically so we can talk through the episode chronologically. But I want to start with. Katie because this was kind of the big thing right um boy i lost respect for matt i again i don't know what he sees i really don't but to think serena c is still in that house and they got in a little bit of a spat katie and serena c to think serena c is still in that house and katie isn't i lost respect for matt for making that decision again i i don't know i shouldn't say i lost respect for him that's not really fair because you know he, he's different than me i'm only seeing things on a tv show he's the one with real feelings i shouldn't say i lost respect for him but um Katie was one of my two favorites. I have two favorites, right? I think I made it pretty clear. Katie and Abigail, right? Katie's gone. I have one favorite. I have one one person that I want to win now, um, which is Abigail. And I'm really, really pulling for her. What do you think about him booting Katie? I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I speak for all Bachelor Nation when I say Katie was really well liked. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly really like Katie, too. I thought she was super great contestant. Um. I would have kept Katie a lot longer than he did. Uh, I think part of the problem that he got lost in was he just thought Katie was like goofy and funny, but he didn't have substance. I I don't agree with that. I think that's what he saw though, because even in their one-on-one, he alluded to that. He was like, well, I'm just, I, you know, Katie alluded to it. She was like, well, I'm funny and playful. And I I agree. Her TikToks are hilarious. She's super funny. Um, And I think that. Right. It's like a it's like a very genuine talent she has to be that funny. That's stand up comedy. And it's it's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's she's really funny. Um, But I think that um, she was true to herself on the show, which is great. And I think that um, he you know, she was like, well, I, I, you know, was with somebody and they actually weren't as playful and funny and personalities didn't match. And I think he just took a look in the mirror and he was like, you know what? That's not me. I'm not sure. this super goofy guy. Very good point, Joey. Very and, good point. And I think that he actually was true to himself as well. I think I actually I could I could see it. I, I, I sure. could see him sending her home. Um, just because, you know, Matt, he's just very He's still a little bland. He's getting better as a bachelor. He's doing a good job. He's always going to be. I guess maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think you know this, but like we know who he is. You know, his yeah. personality is not going to change. That blandness that you see right. is going nowhere. I mean, that's right. who he is 
is. I don't see him at a certain point like becoming this fun, bubbly guy. That's just not who he is, which is okay. I like Matt um, for who he is. Again, in terms of entertainment on TV, I don't see it. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't believe that a good fit for him after this is for him to become a big social media star and to do entertainment. I just don't see it. I don't think that that's his thing. But you made a very good point there about Katie, Joey. You said okay, maybe Katie and Matt's personalities are just different, and Matt picked up on that. I don't know. I like Katie a lot, man. I I, I do. Um, she she really impressed me. I would be more than happy. Let me tell you to go out on a date with Katie because I think that she seems very funny. I think that she seems interesting. And like I said, I think she is uh, very, very, very attractive um, as well. So um, I'm really upset to see her go. The show's going to be less fun with her. Yeah. And to have Serena C in it, who I now hate, it, it sucks. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about her here in a second. Um, let's start with, uh, I have the first thing here, Jasenia and MJ drama. I mean, we don't have to get into that too much. I feel like that's kind of, that was kind of a beginning of the episode thing. Um, I'm just glad to see how everything worked out. I knew it was going to, I think we all knew it was going to happen like this. Um, this is minor stuff, by the way. Joey was asking a great question at the beginning. He asked me, Fonz, what is all this about? And I'm kind of thinking to myself, I it was about this is what it was um Jasenia came up to Matt and said hey uh uh you know MJ said MJ's creating some creating some division in the house and she came up with uh the uh, the, the JV some girls are JV some girls are varsity with this thing and then Matt said okay we need to get to the bottom of that we need to figure that out we're gonna put one rose on the table you sit over there you sit over there I'm gonna walk in I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna be silent for a few seconds you know because I gotta really I gotta really you know I gotta I gotta light a flame here we gotta we gotta get some excitement started and then I'm gonna very 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 slowly start talking to you like this to make things as dramatic as possible in a situation that is not dramatic at all Joey it's an overreaction through and through and through and through and through um I I don't know it is what it is I actually thought it was kind of funny what do you think of the whole situation anything yeah I I honestly like like you said I didn't even know what the drama was about I, I was like what what is even going on and then you reminded me yeah it was about the the JV varsity comment and it yeah, it was it was not good. I honestly was wishing he was going to send them both home because that's done before. Like I said, Jasenia well, had no reason to go home. Why'd you want her to go? Home? Oh, just just gonna be funny. <laughs> I well, no, just because like I don't know. I I actually thought Jasenia was actually a, a fairly strong contestant kind of early on, but I just I don't really. I don't think yeah. she's that great. Not really seen anything I, from her. I, 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 don't I got really no see... reason to dislike her. She has yeah. not done anything to upset me like some of these other girls have. MJ's done plenty um, to make me think that she's. Um, immature at least what i've seen from her she seems immature uh, matt definitely made the right decisions funny you know matt had to go get some information um, he sat them both down he went to go talk to both of them individually to get more information he didn't ask them anything he didn't already know he just said to jesenia hey what's what's going on jesenia's like well mj's creating a division and then you would think he would try to dive in a little bit deeper ask some more specific questions as to what happened to what happened you know get some kind of an intel that's more than i mean it's not like you can do too much more versus you know, Jasenia's word versus MJ's word, but you would think you would dive a little bit deeper. He, Joey, that was one of the shallowest lines of questioning I've ever heard to try to get to the bottom of what's going on. It's just, it's typical Matt, but you oh, know. Oh yeah, he learned nothing, nothing. He, he literally I, didn't learn a single thing from those conversations. And 
Yeah, it was just kind of a waste of airtime. Yeah, it, it really was. But, I mean, the good news is Jasenia sticks around. MJ, who I did not like, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see her gone. Um, I think the show will be better um, with, without her. You know, all the best to MJ, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just, I, I, she just kind of got on my nerves. Um, the way that she acted got on my nerves as well. Um, Serena C, so she's the one I hate now. Um, Serena C is the new one that, I, um, that I, I've decided to hate. Yeah, and you, you heard me right. I cannot believe that she came after Katie like that. I she had absolutely no right to do that in my opinion for her to say to Katie for her to say to Katie this this is just ridiculous I almost can't even say this without laughing what she said to Katie was this my time at the cocktail party would not have been would not have been stripped away if you had not gone up to Matt and told him about the toxicity that exists in the house is what she said that is an unbelievable thing to say Katie is standing up for people that are being bullied, and that's the accurate word. It's an extremely toxic environment for the new girls, not the OGs, but the new girls. Katie's standing up for the new girls and saying, hey, this isn't right. I'm going to do something about it. Like, you should. Like, I would think anybody, I shouldn't say anybody would. You have to have, you know, balls to do that. But Katie had them, and Katie did it. And she did that, and, and Katie said it beautifully, too. She did that and mentioned no names. Katie just said, hey, there's some there's I'm just letting you know, Matt, there is there, there's some things for here for you to figure out. And she didn't mention any names. And, 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 and Serena C said that doesn't matter. And Katie immediately said, well, yeah, it does, because I'm not calling anybody out here. I'm just letting Matt know what's going on. And now it's up to Matt to figure it out. Serena C, I lost a lot of respect for her, for her to even think that um, for her to even think that her time with with Matt, which I know is very invaluable and is important to her, is more important than helping preventing a toxic situation which which in the house that they're all living in um, shows how self-centered she is um, shows how um, well that's really it shows how selfish um, she is as a person I learned a lot about her I hate that she's in the house and Katie's not I do not like Serena C the good news is Serena C will go next episode there's no she question will. About she it. will and and Serena C probably won't ever see the bachelor state again Katie will so I hope so people are talking about Katie might be up for the next Bachelorette. I think we're Good. putting the carriage a little bit in front of the horse on that no, one. No, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'll, I'll, st I'll, I'll start the petition, Katie, for Bachelorette. <laughs> you start the hashtags, get it trending. I will get it trending. I'll do whatever I need to do. I hope she finds all the success and fame that she that she wanted from the show. That's what she came there for, which, again, I have no problem. I'm not kidding. If contestants are on the show for the sake of, of finding fame and they have no interest in finding a husband, I have absolutely zero problem with that. I want, I, I, I'm going on it. I'm going to say that again. I'll continue to say that. I hope she finds the fame um, or whatever it is that she's looking for from the show, if that is what she was looking for. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it is. I mean, I think that um, I think she'll be back, though. I don't know if she'll be back as a bachelorette, but I could see her coming back for Bachelor in Paradise. I mean, she's a lock for Bachelor in Paradise. So yeah. what sometimes they have to do is they have to have the discussions and make the choices. Do you want to do Bachelor in Paradise or do you want to actually go for the bachelorette? And so I've seen contestants that would be a lock for Paradise not do Paradise because they want to be either the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Hmm. So Katie might fall into that. Um, do you think we'll the Bachelorette see. will be somebody from this uh, season, though? Is that usually the way it works? Uh, typically, yes. Okay. Yeah, typically, yes. <laughs> and it's so funny. Who did it? I think Katie would do a great job as Bachelorette. I think yeah. she would be a great Bachelorette. You know, I'm trying to think of her in Matt's role, kind of. She has the, you know, she's got the the kind of the uh, the personality to, to the entertaining kind of personality on TV, I think, as yeah. well. Um, she's extremely attractive. That matters. Um, she's extremely attractive. Um, I, I think she'd be a great Bachelorette. 
Yeah, she's extremely like. I don't know if you saw like. Hey, uh, hey you know what? If she's the bachelorette, I might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might hey, take back your, your hey, no bachelorette comments. I, I, hey, no, 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 no. I don't want to watch the bachelorette. If she's the bachelorette, oh, you're gonna be, you're oh, gonna be yeah. on the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're we're putting we're putting a Mike Hongslow in there. Absolutely, Mike Hongslow is coming for you, uh, Katie. If you are the bachelorette, uh, yeah, I will be applying. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, she would be good as the bachelorette. I mean, she's very similar to Caitlin Bristow. I don't know if you saw that. I, oh, I actually though. do know her because yeah. she was on Chris Souls this season, one of the very few seasons I've seen. So I do know who that is. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram now. She's very very similar to Caitlin Bristow, which Caitlin really? was a good season. I don't yeah. remember Caitlin. Um, Wait, well, yeah, I do now. She Kate? did kind of have a little bit of a funny kind of Lucy. Uh, oh, yeah, it was it was like almost identical to Katie. Okay. Yeah, like just that really goofy cool. personality. Well, I like that. I like that. I like that. You never um, know. Hey, uh, I do uh, like that and appreciate that about about Katie. Uh, again, really bummed to see her go. I'm really bummed to see Ser- uh, Serena C. Um, is still on the show, but is what it is. Um, Joey, who, uh, what's going on with Heather? What what's, what 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 is this? I mean, I know what it is, but just 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 talk about Heather. I don't I don't even know what's going on with it. I, I really don't. Never been kissed, Heather. A.K.A. They have made no mention of that yet. That she's never been kissed. I would think that they would lead with that because again, I said it last episode. I'll say it again, Joey. It's the one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life that she's holding out her um, first kiss until marriage. Um, they they. They seem to intentionally be making her seem a little crazy to me. You know, when they they showed her um, isolating and they showed her kind of doing goofy stuff. Like, first of all, she just shows up. You know, she just shows up initially, and uh, Chris Harrison's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, oh, "I just wanted to meet Matt. My friend said that Matt, well, Matt was like really great. I just want to like meet him." And then Chris Harrison is like, "Well, I don't know. I got to talk to the team here and see if that's possible." Trying to pretend like this wasn't all planned. And then Chris Harrison says this. He goes, "Well, why don't you go back to your motel?" Say motel? No, he said hotel. I think. Uh, whatever. Oh, he said he said hotel. I, I think so. I thought he said the word motel, which I thought was interesting, making me think that he knew where she was staying like he had to have known i don't know the whole thing was just ridiculous she shows up it just seemed weird she kind of looked weird Chris, just showing up there oh i had no idea you were coming yeah, yeah never, right yeah right and then they show her kind of bounce balancing the head on her balancing the pizza on her head and just kind of doing goofy things that it seems like they're kind of trying to make her seem like she's a little bit nutty um do you see the bachelor that the producer's kind of trying to shine her in that light um, as well, I don't know anything about this chick, but if she's waiting, she's holding out a first kiss to, for marriage. There got to be something going on there. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, that's kind of how she was a little bit before. And like I said, Colton Underwood was a virgin, and then they had Heather come on his season and be like, "Never been kissed, Heather." <laughs> like, and that was her thing. She was almost like trying to like one up, like being a virgin, um, which was interesting. And then. I think that after the show, yeah, she's she became so yeah. It's she's just trying like, to one up being a virgin. Hey, she did a yeah, good job. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what she was. If that's, yeah. that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. She could not have done it any better. Okay, so well done to her if that was the plan. Yeah, I think that she was just trying to uh, trump Colton for being a virgin. Um, I can't even remember <laughs> actually if they if she kissed or not if she kissed Colton or not. To be honest, like I don't know if she still has the reigning title. I hope of, she does. Of MBK I Heather. hope she does. Heather, I really but, hope she does. They haven't mentioned it yet, but I am just hoping. I am hoping Matt leans in for a kiss and then she leans back and then she ex- starts explaining to him. I just can't wait for that moment to happen, just Joey. With- I, I, I can see it right now. They're having their first kind of connection moment, Matt and Heather. And Matt leans in for a kiss and then Heather leans back and goes, Matt, there's something I haven't told you. And then I am just watching the next two minutes in complete cringe and, unbel- and, and, and amazement. And then I'm hearing Matt go, okay, okay, no, that sounds good. Hey, I really respect that. I really respect that because I do the same. No, 
Don't I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on what's going to happen. I think it's ridiculous that she's waiting for a first kiss for marriage. I, she there's nothing anybody could say that could convince me that's not nuts. I'm sorry. No, this is a scene I'm waiting for. For her, for Matt to reach over and whisper in her ear, "Hey, Heather, I know, I I know you because you know Hannah Brown and we've already partied together with Tyler C. But let's pretend like we don't know each other." And then Hannah's gonna so, slowly whis- reach over and say, "Matt." We probably already made out before, but I'm still never been kissed. Heather. Right, right. So, so what's so what you're really saying? <laughs> they probably already of, made out. So what you're really saying in all of that is it's all a scam. So Matt knows already knows Heather because you said there could be a connection there from Tyler C. Because everybody Tyler C.'s knows, we're kind of thinking Matt knows because it seems like they genuinely are very good friends, right? Oh yeah, they so, raised so, each other. So you think it might you you're, you're saying, and it seemed like based on their first interaction, they already knew each other. I don't know. I I get that ABC's done 25 seasons of this thing. I get that you run out of ideas. I do. But to introduce, and maybe this is normal for The Bachelor. Maybe you could uh, uh, educate me here. To bring one new contestant on who supposedly just, and again, t- most biggest air quotes you can ever see here, showed up because she just wanted to meet Matt over halfway through the season. Uh, that takes a lot of balls. Um, you can tell how much the girls hate her. Um, I don't know. I get ABC needs to do what they can to do for drama. They're they're desperate at this point, and I get it. Um, I don't find it entertaining to, to introduce a new um, contestant. I know that they, they seem to think it's so fun. Chris Harrison seems through the moon about it. They all seem to think this is so much fun. Oh, we got a new contestant. Well, no, it's not. Be a show. Allow the show itself to be entertaining a, a, enough. You you can do twists, do regular twists, but to introduce these new characters after we've 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 as a viewer we've kind of started to make make relationships with these people. We've started to kind of figure out who they are. I think it's ridiculous. What do you think about it? I hundred percent agree. Yeah. I absolutely hate the introduction of any of the new characters. Um, is that is that a normal thing? It's it's nor- more normal in the new Bachelor world, yeah, kind of like the last couple seasons. Yeah, but that makes sense. We're running I, out of ideas. I do not like it at all. Um, <clears throat> honestly, the only time I can remember where I actually did like it was when my boy Nick Vile came on the Caitlin Bristol season, and he literally came on after probably about four episodes and finished second. Yeah, and that's why he's the goat. And he finished solo. He he showed up solo. Yeah, he showed up just so he didn't show up with a he, group it was of like guys. Like in a, no, they were like in a bar, and he was like, "Ah, what up?" And then like they already had knew, known each other or something like okay. somehow. Okay. But then, um, and I think they even actually like referenced them knowing each other. But then, yeah, he literally made it all the way to the end until he got second place to Sean, Sean B, Sean Booth, and uh, they okay. had like this huge like battle royale showdown. But besides, what, what season was that? Who's a bachelorette on that season? Caitlin Bristow. Oh, okay, okay, cool. yeah, and got it. They were actually that was that was the one really famous piece of bachelor knowledge I hit you with is I think we might have mentioned this before I can't remember but um, Nick Vile was the only bachelor to sleep with the bachelorette like so either bachelor or bachelorette it was the only time anyone's like basically confirmed slept with the other person before the fantasy suite week so that's very taboo you're not supposed to do it at all oh, it's kind okay. of like a bachelor rule. unwritten rule sure it's an unwritten rule. But I th- it must have been when it was like f- down to four. It was it was getting up there, wow. getting, getting near the end. But yeah, they they like came out and it was this big thing, and it was just like that was what happened or whatever. Or they crazy. Like, they were like spent the night together or something. Well, good for Nick Vile. And wow. uh, yeah, and it was just crazy. It was like 
that had never been done. I don't, I don't think it's ever been done again either. So that's, yeah. And again, I do follow Nick Vile on Instagram. I'm not surprised to see he was your favorite Bachelor. Um, I can see that he is, again, an entertainer. He's somebody that belongs on TV. He belongs in front of a camera. He makes these funny, goofy videos. I can tell he's just kind of a goofball. Um, and and he seems like a, he seems like a pretty cool cat. So I um, I respect that um, pick. I think you said people disliked him as well and said he was controversial. That makes me like him even more. If that's um, if that's what you, what you said. So um, I, th- I think he seems I think he seems legit. Um, we'll see what happens with Never Been Kissed Heather. The biggest thing I'm hoping from her is that she really is still doing the no kissing thing because I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, Piper thoughts on Piper? Oh, Piper is great. I'm a huge fan of Piper. I just feel like she's super genuine, um, truly is just on the show for the right reasons, a.k.a. to find true love, not Instagram followers. Okay, it's it's for Instagram followers, but... Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, and I, I'm going to try to come at this and, and be, like, somewhat, re- like, serious, like, I do believe the main purpose of these people going on the show is they don't believe they're going to actually win. They're thinking, I'm going to go on it, and um, people are going to see me on TV, it's going to be fun. I'm going to go on to be on TV. And they're thinking, well, best case scenario... Maybe I do pretty well and I do pick up a little bit of fame from this. But I bet they're also thinking in the back of their head, hey, maybe I'll win and maybe I'll actually really end up liking this guy, you know, and maybe I'll get married. You know what I mean? Like, I bet that's in their head. And I'm sure once they get onto the show, that becomes more and more and more of a, of, of a reality. But I like I, I would say that I like Piper. I would say now that she got this one on one time, I get I'm, I'm getting to know her a little bit more. And she is somebody that I like. I would put her in the top probably in like the top half of contestants right now, if that makes sense in terms of who um, I, I like. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, again, these one-on-one dates, it's like I'm expecting them, Joey. It's like during these one-on-one dates, I have this expectation that the that the contestants are going to blow me away, which is not really fair for me to have that expectation because it's like it's a date. They're just going to show up and talk and be themselves, and that's what Piper did, and she did a very good job. Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I think she mentioned she's starting to fall in love with Matt, um, in which case Matt did not reciprocate. The, I'm starting to fall in love, which I, I think is totally okay. I think you mentioned that oh, oh, uh, as well. She He did mention that to Rachel. Um, but he did not mention that to Piper. Piper also did kind of she she was vulnerable. Um, I could tell she was she was being genuinely vulnerable. She talked about needing validity from her parents, the fact that her parents and the, how she grew up and they don't talk about their feelings. They don't talk about they don't talk about anything. That's a sign of weakness. And she's been raised that way. And she still kind of is. And she's struggling with it. Um, she talked about how she has a tough time letting people in. And, and she said it was very difficult to let Matt know she's starting to fall in love with them. I thought her date was very strong. I've been I've been kind of harsh on you, Joey, for putting her in your power rankings. I shouldn't say harsh, but I've been saying I don't agree. I don't agree. I'm here to say it, Joey. You were right. I was wrong. You're the best. I was the worst. You are smart. I am dumb. You are attract. You are attractive. I am not good looking because you. I think Piper's going to be here for a while, and I think you were onto something there. Yeah, I mean, I just think that. Um, I, I think Piper's great. I think she's a super strong contestant. I I feel like her her date was just so genuine. Um, I think that um, kind of like do drawing a comparison to Rachel's date where she actually said. A fairly similar thing. Um, not that like so Piper had her her family was sounds like uh, rough family ties. Like she said that like her mom, uh, you know, really wasn't there for her a lot. And I felt like yeah. it was from the heart. Like I, I, I did, too. I actually really felt like it was genuine. And, you know, she said she had insecurities and said because because of her past. And Rachel kind of said the same thing. And to be honest, I feel like Piper's was a lot more genuine. That's just what I felt when I watched it. 
And sure, I just because I felt like when Rachel, I felt like Rachel didn't have really a story. So she kind of said that as kind of her again, canned answer. Again, I want to I, I want to go back to my opinion of I don't think you need a story there. I think if you have something that you want to share and you want to be vulnerable because you get to let the person know, great. If you don't, then you don't. I don't think you need that, but apparently in the bachelor world you do. Um, yeah, it seems like so. Keep going. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you 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 have to have at least like something to expose about yourself. You know, just so that they when you're opening up, quote unquote. And I don't know. I just felt that Piper's was really from the heart, and I just. I, I like her as a contestant. I think she's solid. Um, she seems super genuine, and I like it because she didn't. She didn't really try to like overdo it. Really, she just was herself. And uh, yeah, no, I'll tell you what. She looked good this episode yeah. too. She is a hottie. There is no yeah. doubt about that. And um, yeah, man, Piper. Um, Piper. Piper did a great job. Matt. Matt was all in. Matt really liked Piper a lot. I can see why. I would have had fun with Piper on that date as well. I think she seems like a, a good person. Still don't feel like I know her su- you know, super well even after that date, but that's that, that's all right. I think she's going to be there for a while. I don't think we've seen the last of, of Piper by a, by a long, a long stretch. Um, Joey, I'm noticing this as we get farther and farther into the season. I'm noticing this. Time with Matt is becoming more and more and more and more valuable. Um, that time is becoming everything. There, those five girls that lost the bowling date, Joey, they were crying because they didn't get those two minutes with him. I mean, however long that time is, seriously, they were all there crying um, because they didn't get that time with him. And that kind of brings me back almost, Joey, to that brainwashing thing ABC does. I want to almost tie it back to that. They're crying, and I know they want to win. I do. I know they want mats or, the, you know, whatever it is. I understand that, but... For them to be crying over two minutes of time, and I, I want to think almost back about how that relates to the house. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly where I'm going with that. Um, I, I just feel like it's all connected. And I just saw those girls crying after losing at bowling and they didn't get that time. And I'm just thinking, really? You know, but I'm not there. I don't know. Maybe I can't relate that that time is going to continue to become more and more and more and more valuable, isn't it? Which is funny because you think it'd be easier and easier to get the less girls you have. But it doesn't really seem to be that way. Yeah. And Abigail's been the biggest victim of the of it all. Yeah. They're not really quite to the point where the, you know, time is more plentiful <laughs> there. And the thing is, that's interesting about the, the show at this point is you're kind of getting down there. You're kind of getting close to like, I think, the top 10. And that's when it really does start to get re- like really real, and where you're kind of—I think we're there right now. I think we're at top are, ten are we right at now, 10 right just now. about. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of once you kind of move up the ranks, the further up the ranks again, the more kind of fame you get, but also like the kind of the closer you get to. That's where the show gets really good, in my opinion. Like I really like when yeah, you kind of get to the, you kind of get to the top, you know, five, sure, four, sure. Um, and I think that's what the girls are going for because they know they know if they can get to that point, then they're going to get time no matter what because there's just not as many people. Right. You're inevitably. You I mean, we're talking hometowns, right? Right. right. Hometowns has got to be, you know, I mean, you're going right. to you're going to get to meet the family. You're going to spend right. a whole weekend with that person right. I mean, in terms of time. Yeah, you're right. I think it's kind of like let me hold out time until hometowns. I find it unbelievable that Abigail and some of these girls haven't gotten a good chunk of time with him yet i mean are you serious we're talking about (laughs) they're at that house all the time thinking about matt all the time and they're not getting time with him they've been there for how many weeks how could you not get time at this point to go on a one-on-one but 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 maybe that's not fair for me to say because maybe that's part of the production of the show is we're going to create that drama around who's going to get the one-on-one right i mean that's that's it right we don't give every girl because every girl should have ample time with matt um 
he's there all the time. They're there all the time, 24-7. Don't tell me you don't have enough time for time. Does that make sense? There's always enough time. ABC's intentionally not giving them a lot of time to create more drama is my thought behind that. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, the thing is they separate them, so it's not like Matt's just like walking around the mansion. So they're separated. I, so. I, I can see that. But again, my point comes back to you're right. Matt's not just wandering around the mansion. But if they want Matt to have more time with the contestants, they could absolutely make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah, they could. They don't have enough time to air it, though. I mean, obviously, they have to they have to limit it to certain one on one days. Good point. Maybe that's dates. maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's they don't have enough time to air uh, everything they want to in the episode. Very yeah. good point. And that I mean, might be it. There's only I mean, they that do their be best it. like to yep. like flow the show how they can but they can't get everybody sure you're joey right? you bring up so. a very good point there actually right. i think you just kind of answered my question to be honest with you the truth of the matter is they probably want to air these episodes a certain way and they don't want to put five one-on-ones in the same episode that's right. insane good point very good point yeah so yeah i think they kind of do what they can i think there's like like we said i think there's kind of a lot of time that's recorded and just never shown to so like you know on the group date like they that date was probably hours long I bet you Bree and Rachel had a one-on-one, and then they chose not to show it because they've already got time. They're already locked. doesn't even matter. My, going back to my bet, which is looking great, by the way. It is looking good. I, I hate to say it, but now that he asked Katie, it's looking good. I see Piper as maybe being someone that can squeeze in and help me out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm going to come back. We can just talk about this for a very quick second if you want to. Abigail, my girl here, she really is getting screwed over. And I could see some real frustration from her um, this this episode. Probably more frustration I've ever seen from Abigail. Um, she's still got that same sweet, um, very genuine, very, very kind, very um, wanting to do good um, personality that I see from her. But I really saw her this episode talking about, hey, it's not even like I'm she's like, I'm not even almost, she's she's like after the bowling date, she's like, I'm almost not looking for a one on one. She's like, I'm just looking for anything at this point. She's like, I'm getting no time. And I'm thinking back to it. And she's right, Joey, because she's there. Um, first impression, Rose, no one on one been on all these group dates, which again, these group dates have got to be just hell for these girls to go through i mean it really does though because you have these feelings for him and you're seeing all the other girls with him kissing him it's got to be hell those group dates i'd love to talk to a bachelor contestant more about those group dates and the real emotions um that they that they feel because i i just it just seems like that would be really hard she and but she's always on the losing end of the group dates so she doesn't really get that much time with them um she needs a one-on-one Abigail needs a one-on-one. She needs a one-on-one. Give her a one-on-one next episode, okay? I understand this is all pre-recorded, but I swear, ABC, all right? If Abigail doesn't get a one-on-one next episode, there is going to be blood, all right? There's going to be hell to pay, (laughs) all right? I don't know who I'm going to have to fight, but I'll throw down. Chris Harrison himself. I'll I'll, I'll fight Chris Harris. I'll fight anybody (laughs) if Abigail doesn't get a one-on-one. You hear that, Abigail? I got your back, all right? They're not going to get you one-on-one. I'll try to figure out out a way to make it happen for you. I'm just going to at Chris Harrison. I'll at Chris Harrison. I'll at anyone. I'll I'll either at him or I'll throw a right hook. I'll do do whatever I got to do to get Abigail a one-on-one. I'll tell you what. uh, She deserves it, and I hope she sticks around. I would be gutted. Did you hear that word I just used? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm talking about The Bachelor, and I use the word gutted. I would be gutted if Serena C. is there and both Katie and Abigail are gone. I would be gutted, Joey. I would wow. not get any sleep that night. Wow. I might not get any sleep for that, that entire week. I might have to take the week off of work and might just have to recover. Whoa. I'm serious, dude. If Abigail's gone and Serena C. is still there, Serena C. is my new person um, to dislike. I have not liked her from the get-go. 
I, 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 I haven't really seen anything from her where she's shown me anything good about her. I see her as somebody that just kind of nip. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care for her. Do you have any opinion about Serena C? Maybe you have a different opinion than I do about her. Maybe you like her. No, I, I don't think Serena's good. I mean, she's definitely obviously. It, it was. It's probably kind of producer planted because I mean, obviously, the, what they do is there's drama, you know, and then it goes away. Like like it's Jasenia and MJ, then it goes away, and then immediately to to continue the show, there has to be drama. Bachelor, Bachelorette, there's never any dull moment. These producers are genius, so that was the new drama. It it seemed weird. I mean, they probably tell Serena C go talk to Katie. I mean, that that was a pretty genuine screaming match. It looked like uh, between the two, which Katie dominated. That yeah, that yeah. Which which the only thing I didn't like about that is how Katie kind of continued to match the fact um, Serena would be uh, raising her voice, and Katie continued to raise her voice with it, which is very. It, it was a shouting match. Um, I think that the most mature people in arguments will hold a more a tone like this they'll argue like this they won't raise their voice um but i understand it's the bachelor right nobody wants to see that everybody wants to see screaming matches so um uh yeah i don't know what the producers may or may not have said but i thought i thought katie whooped her i thought it was insane that serena c thought that was an okay thing to even bring up it bothered yeah me. and i think what happens with uh, i know people like serena c this happens every season you know you're, you're not going no, you're not going anywhere and you kind of just like Almost like kamikaze mission it, like just kind of tank your own ship, try to stir some drama, maybe throw a crazy bit out there for Bachelor in Paradise, some Hail Mary. Like, and that's kind of what she's doing. She'll, well, be, she'll be gone. It did seem weird that she kind of came after Katie over that. It seemed like that was a weird play. Um, but the truth of the matter is Katie is not there and she is. So I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. She'll be, she'll last, be gone next episode. Last so. thing, we'll move on to your power rankings. Tyler C. My first question is this. How hot is he? <laughs> he's regarded as the is he the hottest guy you've ever seen he might be the hottest <laughs> guy i've ever seen he's he's yeah people like tyler c a lot i yeah. i think tyler c was I, good i i think we would have seen him as the bachelor if he didn't do his whole uh Gigi hadid he was dating Gigi hadid yeah. who's an a-lister right i mean yeah. she's got uh, 20 million 30 million 50 billion uh, instagram followers right yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Tyler C seems like he's a pretty big deal. Um, I didn't. I, I don't really know much about him. I just saw a preview of him in the episode, and I thought it was a joke. The guy just seems so excessively hot. I thought it was just a joke. All right. Anyway, Joey, do you know what time it is? It's time for the power rankings. It sure is. Let's get the song. It is now time for Joey's power rankings. This is the power rankings um, this kind episode? of for, for this episode. The most confusing part of our show every time. Because it, I swear it changes every time. Joey makes his picks and nobody knows what the hell they actually mean. Um, okay. It's kind of based off the season. So, Abigail. It's kind of based off the season. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the newest installment of Joey's Power Rankings. These are actually your top five best of the season so far. Kind of. What the hell are these halfway? And there it is. There's Joey's uh, Power Rankings song. Joey, bros in the break room tradition. Explain the Power Rankings and let's get started. Power rankings are the rankings as they currently stand with current cast members, not ones that were voted out this episode. Actually, ones that were voted out this episode and current. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the worst explanation yet. Worst explanation yet. Worst explanation yet. We. Oh, my gosh. I thought, you know what's funny, too, Joey, is I thought you were going to nail it. I thought for some reason, you know what? He's made progress every time. He's failed to make... Pro- well, you took a big step 
backwards in terms of explaining the power rankings. Why do you over... You know what? Do, give it another shot. That you didn't, I didn't get anything out of that. So you're going to have to do that again. It's the how the contestants stand as it stands right now. There's no reason to ever say that. There's no reason to say how they stand right now. What what did I gain that I didn't already know by you saying that? Why do you over-explain <laughs> so badly? It is the funniest thing, guys. This is why I love Joey. If anyone's listening at 58 minutes, this is why we're friends. This is why we're doing this podcast together. Only him. Go again. My bad. My I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, it's as it stands. No, it's... And you can't count the people that that got removed this season. Sorry, Rip Katie. And they have to be active contestants. They have to be active contestants after this episode aired, not including <laughs> new people. So MBK. It's so simple and he makes MB, it so M- complicated. MBK Heather is not in the mix, so not yet. <laughs> are you done explaining it? Yeah, no, that was it. I have no idea what that means. These are your top five girls to win. As it stands right now. As opposed Based to what? Based off what we've seen. But as opposed to what? You say as it you keep saying as it stands right now. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? What why do you so, keep saying because it, that? Because it what, changes every episode. So like given like what we've seen so far. So like given everything well, yeah. up until last because I'm saying based on the current episode, okay. it's the five girls that I think are gonna win based off all the footage we've seen thus far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That, folks, <laughs> that was one of the rougher explanations we've heard on Bros in the Break Room. We're going to hope for something a little cleaner <laughs> next episode, but that's what we got. Uh, I love it. Joey, uh, hit me at number five. So number five is, I know, one of your favorites as well. I'm going to go with Abigail. Sure. Yeah, I've talked um, enough about her, but yeah. Yeah, you we ahead. don't really need to dive too far into her because um, I know we've talked a lot about her um, already, but she's no, she's great. Um, I think a one-on-one is for sure coming. I hope so. Next I hope week, so. Um, yeah. No, I think I think Abigail is going going to get her time. I I think he likes her, uh, no doubt. So she's yep. she's I, I, number five. Yep. I, we've talked a lot about her. Uh, we, I've talked a lot about how I I like her. You have agreed um, with with that. You like her as well. She's hurting on time. ABC, give her time. There will be blood. There will be blood. ABC. Okay. Number yeah, four. they'll give her time. Good. Um, number four. Number four. I'm going to go with my girl from Minnesota, Michelle. Oh, sure. Okay. You know, I she, think we got to start taking her seriously here yeah, now, I, so I think that's a good pick. I did not take her seriously, even though she is the Minnesota native um, school teacher from Edina. <laughs> did not take her seriously. I, I have to. I can't ignore her at this point. She got the group date rose. Absolutely not. You can't, um, yeah. <laughs> she already had her one-on-one date, and I think she's a, a sick – wow. If I could speak, a serious contender at this point. So I was I'm, actually about to tell you, you sound great on this podcast. Just oh, thank you. Today, yeah, you, sound, you sound fantastic, so you definitely can speak. <laughs> um, I will say this about Michelle. Um, her one-on-one went very well. Now, I remember not being super impressed with her and being like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that was fair of me to say that because, again, what am I actually what am I actually looking for? It's like I keep saying with these one on ones, I expect the contestants to like blow blow me away. That's not I, I have these unrealistic expectations of those dates. Here's the truth of the matter. Matt loved the date. Matt loved Michelle's date. Matt gave her the rose right away and he really liked her. Um, she's getting the rose now in the group date. Um, and I just see her 
kind of sitting pretty right now. I like where she is right now. Um, I think we got to take her seriously. I think she's repping Minnesota. And you know what? She's doing a great job repping Minnesota. She seems like a very sweet person. She's not causing any drama. She's not a drama girl. She seems to just be a good person. Um, Very good pick there at number four. Um, She hasn't, I don't think that, with that being said, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if she got axed like next episode because who knows what's going to happen. But she also hasn't made a huge impact on me. But, um, yeah, she's somebody to be uh, taken seriously. I think that's a good pick at, at, at number four right there. Number three, unless you had anything else on Michelle? No, that's all I had on Michelle. Okay, number three. Um, no, I, I agree. I think she's – yeah, she – well, she has a rose already, um, and they haven't had a rose ceremony, so she'll for sure be around. Won't, won't be axed next episode. But, yeah, well – We'll see how far. I don't think she's gonna like you know go all the way to the end, but she's she's good. She's she's gonna go a while. So okay. number th- good num- pick. Number three. Good pick. Number three. Um, <laughs> number three. I'm going with I'm going with Piper. Sure, I saw that one coming. I I know it's funny because she had a one on one, but I really really think Piper's good. I honestly think she's actually my favorite contestant on the show right really? now, just because I feel why? like she's actually. I don't see that with her, but I'd like I, to know why. Yeah, I feel like she's genuine. Well, explain more about what you mean by that, because I don't quite see that. You keep saying the word genuine to describe her. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I, I just feel like she was as real as it gets, um, as as it can on national television. Um, I just thought her her date was, you know, she spoke from the heart. Um, I think she was even sure, kind of like crying at one point, and it just seemed genuine. I just I believed it. Um, I don't think she tried to over embellish. Um, yeah. I just thought that she was just being truly herself. I don't think she was trying to insert her backstory, right? Uh, you know about her family, maybe having her hard upbringing. I think she truly probably did have probably a difficult upbringing because she even said, even now, like she's like, I don't even know if my parents are watching the show yeah. or if I called them to ask for advice or something. I don't even know if they would answer or something to that effect, right? And I was like, I believed it. I was like, that seriously is so rough. And I like actually felt for her kind yeah. of like on, on the date there. And I just, I, again, it seemed genuine where some of the other girls, even on the kind of their one-on-ones maybe didn't feel quite as genuine. <coughs> Rachel. Um, but, uh, but I, I feel like, um, I disagree, man. I think, I, Ra- I think Rachel <laughs> did just fine on her date. I think Rachel feels just fine about how things went with her, but, uh, that's just me. But, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's my call right now. Um, yeah. Hope Piper goes for a while. Uh, didn't see a ton of previews of her. Uh, saw more of she, she might get a little bit of a break next episode. She got yeah. a lot of time this episode, but yeah. she um it's funny because like I want to come back and say it. She has been on your power rankings the last two uh episodes. You mentioned I could see her getting a one-on-one to the next episode and and she did. And now I see her number 3 on your power rankings. I can't disagree with that. Uh I I, I see her as somebody that's very very strong um right right now. Um is could could definitely be somebody that at the very least gets uh to be go to the hometown date that I think is three people or four people left at it's that point. Four. Yeah. And then what is fan Fantasy Suite is three. three, yeah. Okay. Yep. And then they're, I don't even know what they do to pick their winner at that point, actually. Uh, don't tell me right now. You know, everybody knows, but we'll, we'll figure it. You can tell me off air or something because Bachelor fans know. But yeah. um, okay, good pick number. Uh, and then I we got back to usual suspects here, two and one. Uh, what do we got? Yep, it is the usual suspects. With usual two order. And, one. <laughs> and I, um, yep, it is. Yep, number two coming in, Miss Perfect. Aka Rachel, we got Miss Perfect at two, uh, and and we got somebody that I'm a little bit more and more growing more and more skeptical of of your number one pick, Bree. 
I can tell that connection that, you know what, I shouldn't say that. Because as soon as I said that, I was thinking about something. Her and Matt had this little connection, I think, at the cocktail party or something like that at the very end of the episode. And they were just kind of playing and goofing around with each other. They almost seemed like they were a married couple already, you know? They almost seemed like... So you're right. Um, she's The reason I said I'm starting to disagree with that is her airtime has been... She hasn't been getting a lot of airtime. Um, she hasn't been um, getting... Uh, I haven't really seen her interacting with Matt too much, but it's like I did see her interacting with him, and it seemed like they were already it seemed like matt almost never has interactions with the girls and then afterwards i think wow it seems like they've known each other for a long like longer they have you know when matt's done talking to the girls it usually feels like it was the first time he ever talked to them um in in his uh, interactions with the brie they really have been very strong so i was going to disagree with you and then as soon as i started talking i kind of talked myself out of it uh continue joey explain to me your your um belief in brie winning this thing why you feel so confident in your seasons of watching the bachelor because i will say this you've made predictions on this podcast that have that have kind of come true we got a little joey joey damas here no stradamas got a little joey stradamas here i I don't actually know what you've said accurately i could be totally wrong you you could be some wrong but i feel like you've said things that have uh, turned up to be true what is it about brie that you see yeah no i know I've made a couple predictions, and I want to say this again. I have not read any spoilers. Don't get cocky. Now you're getting I cocky. Have not made now any. you're getting cocky. <laughs> now you're getting cocky. All right, all right, all right. But, no, I mean, honestly, I think this is what's going to happen um, based off what I've seen. I think it truly, like I've said, when we made the bet, I think it's going to come down to Bree and Rachel standing there at the end. And this is what I think is going to happen because this happens all the time. I think it's going to be <clears throat> where Rachel – is the more risky option, but yep. he, Matt's going to say, oh, it's higher risk, higher reward, and then his family's going to be like, higher risk, higher reward, Matt, what do you do? And then and then Bree is going to be the more like, oh, yeah, this is the, you know, th- she's the more reasonable choice. <laughs> she's the, you know, the better choice for you, Matt. Like you said, they're already a married couple. <laughs> so his family kind of so gives him advice and stuff. Gonna oh, that's funny. Give him the advice. And then you can already picture it. And then his family's going to be like, his family's going to be like, Matt, this. Matt, his dad's going to put on his, yeah, you know, sure, Matt, my boy, Matt. James. <laughs> How he never talks, you know. He never. He's probably calling Matt. him like sports. You yeah. know, like ABC wants him to act like really daddy. Yeah. Matt's dad's probably like, dude, I don't talk like that. He's like my boy, Matt James. He's gonna put his hand on his shoulder yes. and say, "Son, the choice is clear. Oh, it's right in front of you, son." If my dad did that to me, I hope my dad's listening to this. I would just <laughs> laugh out loud. This what is up, like Jeff? so not my dad's style. What up, Jeff? Uh, I hope he is watching this. It's not my dad's style. My dad's the man, but uh, that's not much of his style. Uh, I imagine ABC really kind of puts those parents through the uh, through the grinder as well um, regarding uh, the, the television show aspect of it. But yeah. that's but funny. That's, that's my prediction. That's okay. what's going to happen. And then, that's been your prediction from the start. Yeah, too. No, I mean, but, you've really been yeah, going yeah. at that for a while here. And what what's going to happen is this is my prediction. He's, that's going to happen. And <clears throat> they always do this. They're always like, you know, do the more reasonable choice. And then he's like, then the, the, the person's like so distraught. And then they always, always choose the riskier person. Yeah, it's so, funny. So he's going I've to. Seen, have you seen Catching Kelsey? Um, it's basically no, The Bachelor with Travis Kelsey, um, the tight end of the Chiefs. It was on E. I've watched the whole season, which is basically the exact same thing as The Bachelor. And that's exactly what happened. And it came down to the end. He had the safe choice and the risky choice. He took, picked the risky choice. I guess they broke up like a week later. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, so, the whole show was for nothing. It's just like this one. Exactly. So that's what's going to happen. He's going to end up choosing the riskier choice, a.k.a. Rachel. Rachel. It's not going to work and out. And they're going to break up in 
probably under a month. You know what I have seen happen a couple times um, through my research? I'd like to find out which bachelors these are. While Sean Lowe is the only bachelor with his winner, there are a few bachelorettes that are with their bachelor winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan and Trista, you've thrown that name around a few times. Mm-hmm. I think they were season one bachelorette. They're still together. Um, I think that's the longest lasting couple. I did see this. A few bachelor couples broke up with their winner and proceeded to get together with their one with their runner up and they're still with their runner up. So it didn't work out with the main person. Um, after they chose their winner, that didn't work out. But after they broke up with the winner, they kind of went back to the runner-up and said, hey, you still single? And they said, yeah. And, and then that ended up working out. So I'd like to see who those bachelors are. Um, but Sean Lowe, again, is the only one. Well, yeah. with the- I mean, Peter Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan just news broke this past weekend that um, <clears throat> so she came in fourth. So he chose. Well, I remember that. I watched yeah. that season. Don't remember a thing from it. But. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, she came in fourth. Um, then like later, obviously things didn't work out with Maddie cause she was religious. Like we knew that wasn't going to work. Maddie was the winner. Maddie won the Maddie season. Maddie technically, well, Maddie left the show, then came back and then kind of won. It was weird. Okay. It, it just was, a, it was a total mess. Total mess. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, and then, um, he ended up dating Kelly. He ended up then, dating Kelly after the show. Yeah. I did. Kelly I after liked the Kelly. show. I yeah. remember liking her. Yep. And then they broke up apparently and then they apparently just got back together hot off the press from like this past weekend it, it broke so okay. but yeah no i think that um, they, they broke up uh she or they're they are dating now no, or no, they, broke they, up? they just sorry they broke up before and uh, apparently they're back together as of this week. oh good good i yeah. i like it when bachelor couples are together i want to see it work more yeah i want to see it work more i don't like that it never works if i was watching this show and let's let's say hypothetically, we got to wrap up here. We're a little over time, which is okay. We've been having some good conversations. Um, I, I I'd like to see I I, I with with these these. I, it, let's say hypothetically this, Joey. All twenty five seasons, no one got divorced. Let's just say that hypothetically. I would be watching this a little bit more on the edge of my seat, thinking, "Wow, this is a marriage, a real marriage that's gonna last." I'm not on the edge of my seat. I'm watching it for the drama, for the laughs, for the et cetera, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if I was ABC, I'd be a little embarrassed to continue to pitch love, 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 and to continue to see marriage after marriage after marriage fail, to do nothing about it. I'd be curious to see if ABC does anything after the show to help those marriages work. Um, you're not in your head as, do you know anything about that? I, I can't, I don't know if they do or not. I I, uh, I I I gotta believe they don't, but they should. Whoa! Thank you. Something almost <laughs> happened on the computer there. Joey just saved it. Uh, what's your thought on on that? I haven't heard anything about them like trying to aid it to like help it work, but I have heard before that there was like rumors that they were going to try to like throttle like Instagram followers and like other fame you've earned like from the show. So like. Yeah. I don't know what they were going to do if they were just going to like say you can't have Instagram or like you can't have a handle at all or or what. If they got married. Wait, what? No, basically after going on the show to like limit your kind of like outside kind of fame that you can kind of get from being on the platform. So like why would they want to limit their fame? Because then they would actually come on just for define love instead of define fame. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) that's. Right, but but I, I that's think that's ridiculous. There, there was rumors that was that was going to happen, but but I think they ABC is so dumb. Hey, ABC, instead of telling people to to not find fame on the show, how about you come up with a platform where people can find love on the show? You know, 
How 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 about that? That that that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't. I guess I don't expect ABC. I kind of live in Mike fantasy world, thinking ABC would do something to help these marriages. But um, I think ABC should not because it's the right thing to do. I know ABC doesn't care about doing the right thing to do. They're a business. They're going to do what's the best business. If they're they're going to make the best business decision for them, for them the best business decision. Um, I believe would be to try to make the marriages work. I believe that's best for the show. But ABC does its thing. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Joey, good job. Uh, one hour, 13 minutes, 73 minutes, our longest episode to date. I thought it was all good stuff. We had no reason to to want to wanna slow down. want to mention one thing before we wrap up. We do have a sponsor for this program. Did I tell you that? I guess we up a little sponsorship deal. So Bourbon Creek, the band, right? Bourbon Creek, local band here in Minneapolis. They are playing a show. I have to mention this. They are playing a show Saturday, this Saturday, February, what day would that be? The 13th or the 14th? 13th? I don't even know. I should know. I think it's the 13th. Uh, they're playing a show this Saturday, February 13th. 13th uh, thank you. 13th. February 13th at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Poorhouse downtown. I would encourage people to come. Joey, have you seen Bourbon Creek perform live? Sure have. Thoughts? Fantastic. Fantastic. There it is. And if there's anybody we can trust to have a, <laughs> a strong, consistent opinion that doesn't change, on this podcast is definitely Joey. So thank you for that endorsement, Joey. And um, I, I, I definitely do hope people come and uh, check us out. I'm extremely uh, proud of our of our group. I think you'll have a great time. Uh, if you have any questions about it, uh, let, 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 let me know. I am the guitar player in the band. Uh, if people don't know that. So if you have any questions about it, reach out to me and let me know. But I, I do hope people show up because it's going to be an awesome time. And uh, Joey, that's, uh, that's it. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. So um, with that, um, everybody have a great rest of your day. And we will see you guys next week. Yep. See you next time. Stop this shit. What the fuck I'm thinking about?